Secrets to Real Estate Investing, Episode 19. Welcome to the Secrets to Real Estate Investing podcast by House Flipmasters, where you will learn powerful strategies from top experts in real estate investing, and you will find valuable information to take your investments to the next level. Now, here's your host and expert real estate investor, Holly McCann. Well, hello there. Welcome to another exciting episode of Secrets to Real Estate Investing. We're so glad that our listening audience can join us today to hear a new topic that we haven't talked about yet on note investing. And with me today, I have somebody who is so awesome and experienced at this. I just really admire him and all his success. His name is Gerald Lemoyne, and he is a real estate investor that's had a different path than some of me and my peers that we've had. And I'm really excited for you to hear about how he quit his job and became a house flipper and then became a note investor. So welcome, Gerald. Hi, Ali. Thanks for inviting me. Uh, it's a pleasure to be on your show, and it's an honor and, and privilege. Well, thank, thank you. you so much for spending your very valuable time to teach some other people about this opportunity and just what they can do with it. Why don't you give us just a little bit more background about your backstory and how you got to where you are today? Well, uh, I spent about 30 years in construction, and it was heavy industrial, general contracting, working in oil refineries and power plants and things like that. Um, and then I met my wife and decided to get married, and I knew that she wouldn't want me to be like a gypsy, traveling all over the world and doing these construction projects you know, in different states and different countries. So I started looking at something else I could do and um, discovered real estate. Uh, and actually, the way that I got into real estate was um, I went and, and saw Ward Hannigan speaking at a uh, Huntington Beach hotel on a, like a Tuesday night or something. He did this um, speaking event with Kurt Demir and uh, County Records Research. And I really had gone there with the intention of just learning how to buy a house at a discount. I thought, you know, I can, maybe I can buy a foreclosure house and save money, you know, a house for my wife and I. And um, he made it sound so attractive that I started thinking, you know, maybe I can make a living at this. And that was uh, probably 2003. Wow. And uh, a few months later, or maybe six or eight months later, I, I went and took his training, his foreclosure training down in San Diego. And I kind of got the bug, you know, I, um, a year or so later gave notice to my employer and went off and went on my own and started door knocking properties. And uh, just that's what I've been doing ever since. Can you tell us about your first deal? Sure. Well, that, that's one of my most interesting deals also. Uh, it was in um, mid-city LA, kind of like Wilshire area, uh, I-10 and La Brea. And um, it was a, a house that was had about a, a foreclosure about a week away. So I was out door knocking on a Saturday morning, door knocked this house, and um, nobody answered. So I started to walk down the sidewalk and walk away from the property. And then later on, a few minutes later, this lady came out and was kind of talking to me from a distance. And so I went back and started talking to her. And she was kind of irritated with me, actually. Uh, and then I started explaining to her what I do, that I could help her prevent the foreclosure and probably get her some some money to, to relocate or, or whatever needed to be done. So we ended up uh, digging deeper into that house. And it turns out that she had a life estate 
on the property. She didn't really own it, but she could live in it until she passed away. And so I was able to contact the other parties in the uh, venture. Turned out there was a probate involved. I had to get some help from Rick Harmon. Uh, that was 10 years ago, wow. uh, 2005, uh, almost 11 years ago. And it was a complicated deal, but it, it worked out to where we paid off the heirs, um, gave this lady some money to relocate. And I actually, she carried back a, a mortgage. Uh, I owed her $75,000 and I was going to pay her $800 a month for like seven years, something like that. And so um, provided her some income, paid off the heirs, got title to the property, did the rehab. And it was a, a big rehab. Uh, I, mean, I think we spent like $125,000 on the rehab. Took me nine wow. months to do it. Wow. And part of that was my inexperience. It was my very first deal. Um, but, you know, in, in the end, we ended up selling the property and making $100,000 on the deal. Wow, that is awesome. So, your first deal, you made a hundred grand. That is right. fantastic. You got like more components, more tricky, creative, and challenging components in that than most people get in a whole year. And you got all <laughs> in your first deal. And yet you hung in there. That is amazing. A hundred. Well, you know, I got Warren Hannigan to help me, I got Rick Harmon to help me. Um, you know, I had, luckily I had some support, some people that I could touch base with and, and get some input from. So we structured, you know, a sell a carry back type component to it. We had probate involved. There was just a lot of, a lot of moving parts to it. And then in the end, the lady ended up passing away before I paid all the money to her. So I still owed her like 25 or $30,000. And, and I stayed friends with this lady. I mean, I went and visit her at Thanksgiving or Christmas. I'd go bring her some food or some candy or, oh, card nice. or flowers yeah. or whatever for her birthday. She was an older, you know, 75-year-old lady, not in the greatest of health. And uh, she ended up passing away, and there was no heirs. So I ended up not paying the, the balance of what I owed her. So it actually you know, kind of sweetened the deal in a way. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry that she passed away, but of course. it was a, a little fringe benefit there of, um, you know, nobody to, to pay that money to. So it worked wow. out. Wow, that is such a cool story. Wow. <laughs> well, why don't you take us on the journey a little bit more? So after the beginning of the flipping, tell us your experience in house flipping, were they good, were they bad, and how you eventually came around over to note investing? Sure. Well, house flipping was okay for me. I think that my mistake was getting too caught up in a single deal, where instead of having the contractors do all the work, I'd be in there, you know, installing receptacles and <laughs> you know, sanding floors. And, and oh, just, my gosh. Yeah, it was, and, uh, and I didn't know about hard money either. So... Mm. After doing a few deals, I discovered the Norris Group and started using their hard money and other private money, and that helped me to be able to do you know more deals. Where instead of having do one deal, sell the house, get our money back, go do another deal, I could have two or three or four deals going on at one time, and yes. uh, you know have that capital available to to do more deals. The biggest mistake I made was I bought a house at trustee sale, and I I kind of rushed into it. I bought it on like a Memorial Day weekend. Like it was like a, a Tuesday, Wednesday or Thursday before a long weekend, holiday weekend. And so I jumped in there and I started ripping out stuff and painting and, you know, ripping out the carpet and all that. And then the, the following Tuesday, I get a call from the trustee company saying that the sale had been rescinded. Oh. <laughs> so I had spent like, 
you know, five or ten thousand dollars over that weekend of of getting started on the rehab, you know, just jumping into it, trying to expedite it and make it as quick as possible. And then the sale got rescinded. So I couldn't get title to the property. You know, they, they had a bankruptcy or something had happened during that the trustee didn't know about. And we ended up having to back out of the sale. So that was kind of a painful, expensive lesson, but it wasn't fatal. You know, it was something that was survivable. Yeah. Yeah. So then how did that, did that push you towards the note investing, that negative experience? No, not at all. Not at all. I did a few more flips after that um, and did okay with them, but it was a lot of work, you know, and plus I was flipping houses in in Riverside and Hemet and San Jacinto and Murrieta and Temecula and living in, in Orange County. You know, I was living in Garden Grove, so I was spending, you know, two or three hours on the road every day, you know, and that mm-hmm. wasn't fun. But the way I got into the note business was kind of a um, serendipitous type event. I went to a Ward Hannigan seminar, and there was a guy named Dean Engel that spoke, and he presented a, um, a workshop on note investing. And he had a course, I remember it was $1,000, and my wife said, you're not going to buy that course, are you? And I'm like, well, honey, I'm thinking about it. You know, it may be so. It might be something good for us. So I went ahead and spent the thousand bucks. And um, on this particular course, I actually used it. I implemented it. And I, I really dug into it and studied it and, and used it. And right about the same time, I had a friend of mine that was an asset manager at a company called Condor Capital that was literally just a couple of exits down the street from me. And he was at the same time talking to me about note investing. And I didn't quite understand what he was doing, but they were buying pools in bulk from a lot of the banks. They'd buy a thousand loans at a time. And he started flipping some of the REOs to me. And he told me, he said, Gerald, you know, the, the really more experienced investors are buying notes because you, you get a bit bigger discount. Um, there's less competition and there's more opportunity. So I had the training on one side and then I had the source of notes on the other side and it just kind of happened to to merge together right at that moment um, and so I ended up buying 20 or 30 notes from that company and then I branched out and started buying notes from other people but um, it was kind of interesting how that happened how that came together where I had the training on one side from a totally different source and then I had the opportunity to buy notes from this other company so that that's how I got my start and that was uh, beginning of 2008 an interesting thing I remember when I was I had about two or three hundred thousand dollars of capital available to me to to flip houses with and I remember the point where I said you know, I'm either going to flip, I'm either going to flip houses or I'm going to invest in notes. And it was kind of like being at a poker table where I just go all in, you know, I just push all my chips in the middle of the table and say, you know what, I'm going to take all my money and I'm going to buy notes with it. And I'm going to kind of give up on the flipping side of things and just focus on the note business. And that was a um, turning point for me. Wow. That's fascinating. All right. Well, you told us about your very first house flipping investing deal. Can you tell us about your first note that you bought or was it a group of notes? Well, the first note I bought was up in Ontario and it was a vacant. We should clarify Ontario, California, right? Yes. Right in our area, right in, you know, San Bernardino (laughs) County. Yeah. Um, 
So I, it was a property that was already in foreclosure. I bought it from Condor Capital. I paid like uh, maybe 175 or something like that for the first mortgage. Uh, the foreclosure was already underway. Uh, a couple of weeks later, we, we took it to foreclosure sale. Nobody bought it, so it reverted to the Benny, which was myself. So I flipped it, um, spent about 25000 on the rehab. Put a, the, right when I got the property, I put a for sale by owner sign in the front yard. Um, and I had several people come along. Finally, I had someone make me an offer before I had even finished the rehab. Nice. And um, I told them what I'm doing. Um, here's the cabinets. Here's the flooring. I'm getting you know, all this stuff done. And they liked it. They liked the location. And so uh, they uh, gave me a deposit, uh, signed the contract, and we got it in escrow before I even finished the rehab. So nice. we made about, we didn't make a lot, but we made about $25,000 on that deal. You know, we had about, I don't know, two fifteen or two two thirty invested in it. We sold it for two fifty five or two sixty somewhere in that neighborhood and you know ended up netting about twenty five thousand. And the good thing about it was that it was sixty days from the day I bought the note to the day we closed escrow on the sale. Holy moly. Well I calculate that as about a ten percent return. Actually probably better than ten percent. But when you annualize that and you multiply that times <clears throat> six, that's a hundred and twenty percent annualized return. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit of a skinny deal. Um, but we kind of lucked out on the rehab. You know, instead of replacing the roof, we just patched the roof. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a few things, the plumbing, the electrical, instead of replacing the panel board, we just put some new breakers in, things like that, that where instead of replacing the HVAC, um, I had a contractor tell me, oh, Gerald, this HVAC is shot. You got to replace it. I ended up going in there. I'm an electrician by background. And I figured oh. out what was wrong with it, the transformers or the relays or whatever. And we ended up fixing it. And, you know, it saved us a couple thousand dollars. Nice. Uh, so things like that where we, managed to make a profit on that deal. No. Well, it sounds like in that case, your knowledge helped you. But other times, um, the fact that you know more, you get in and get your hands dirty probably more than you should, huh? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've learned to take a more approach to it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's fast forward a little bit more and um, tell us like maybe how many, I don't know what the right way to measure it, how many notes you've bought, how big the portfolio is. I know you started, at least I think you started with just your own money and now you have other people's money that you invest. Is that right? Right. Um, So far we bought probably about 500 notes since 2008. We brokered some of those off. We hold a lot of them. Um, Today we have close to, I'd say about 250 notes that we manage, about $25 million unpaid balance on on these notes. I think we have about $6 million invested uh, between me and my partners. Um, You know, last year I think we had about a a million dollars of income off of the notes. Wow. Um, So... You know, it's it's. I have four employees plus a bookkeeper that comes in half a half a week. You know, two or three days a week comes in and helps out with the books. Uh, so we've grown. Um, you know, we've had some good opportunities come my way. We um, it's you know it's been a learning experience, and I really look at notes as you have to diversify. You know, instead of if you have a hundred thousand dollars to spend on notes, don't go out and buy one note for a hundred thousand dollars. Buy 10 notes for $10,000 each because some of those notes get hung up in court. 
they end up being a bad note. Um, you know, we lose money on some of our deals. And then we have some deals that are just winners. You know, we had several happen just recently. We, we had one in Carlsbad closed this week where we bought the note for $25,000. We spent another 25 or so on, on legal expenses and payments toward the first mortgage. So sometimes a homeowner, when we start foreclosure on them, they'll quit paying the first mortgage. Mm. So we make those payments. You know, this was a second mortgage that we bought. So we put out money every month to keep the first mortgage current while we're negotiating or foreclosing or whatever we're doing. So we ended up uh, collecting $140,000 on that deal. So we had 50 invested and we collected 140. So we made about $90,000 profit on that deal. Sweet. That's an awesome one. And we held it for about three years. You know, we did collect some payments from the guy. He gave us like a $5,000 down payment and he was paying us like four or $500 a month for a year or so. And then he just quit paying and he wouldn't talk to us. So at that point we just had to, to put him into foreclosure and um, get his attention you know, get him to talk to us. So he ended up listing the property and, um, and just closed escrow this week and paid us off. Wow. Hey, for people that are not familiar with note investing, why don't you give us kind of a little overview of how it works? You know, maybe like how you start the process with buying a note, how you decide whether it's a worthy investment, whether you want to buy it or not. And then just the process, like the various exit strategies and how you make your money. Sure. Well, typically, uh, I'll get a phone call from somebody and they'll say, hey, Gerald, I got this pool of notes. It's, and it's on a spreadsheet format. So you have a, a spreadsheet that comes in with the address, the name of the borrower, the uh, fair market value of the property, the balance on the note. Um, and we buy a lot of second mortgages. So typically the spreadsheet will show the balance on the first mortgage and then the unpaid balance on the second mortgage as well. So we'll do our homework. And the most important criteria on looking at these notes is what's the value of the property, what's the balance on the first mortgage, and that'll determine if there's any equity in the deal. And what's the status of the first mortgage? Is it current or is it 90 days delinquent or is it in foreclosure? Um, and we basically will buy almost any note. We may just price it differently. Some notes I buy for two or three cents on the dollar. So I'll take a hundred, you know, it'll be a hundred thousand dollars second mortgage and I'll only pay $2,000 for it. Other notes, we may pay as much as 50 cents on the dollar. So hundred thousand dollars second mortgage, if there's a, a lot of equity and it's like in Carlsbad or, uh, you know, a nice area, we may end up having to pay $50,000 for that note. Uh, I paid $75,000 for a note in Del Mar a while back, and we ended up negotiating a payoff with the lady that owned it. She went out and got a, a new loan and refinanced the property and paid us off $150,000 in eight months. Nice. So we, we doubled our money, we went from seventy-five to one fifty in eight months uh, by getting her to refinance the property. So there's a wide range of pricing. You know, we might buy a, a note in, say, Compton, that's negative equity, non-performing first, and maybe it's only worth two or three cents on the dollar. And that we may end up getting paid off through a short sale or some other way and may collect 10 or 15 or $20,000 on it. Uh, but it's, it varies a lot. And our exit strategies 
sometimes we'll end up in a temporary payment plan where it's interest only. Somebody's paying us like two or $300 a month. Other times we'll go into a permanent modification where it's an amortizing loan where they're paying us, you know, two, three, four, five hundred dollars a month. Uh, sometimes we'll get them to do a cash for keys where they'll just deed the property over to us. Uh, I've paid somebody, um, you know, fifteen thousand dollars for their equity in a property just to have them deed the property over to us. And then we take it subject to the first mortgage. So we take over payments on the first mortgage. And right now we've got um, half a dozen rentals that we've done that way, where we've uh, owned the second. We ended up negotiating something with the homeowner, or in some cases we foreclosed. And we continue to hold that property um, as a rental. And we just make payments on the first mortgage every month. And that's going to be a long-term hold for us. We may hold it for the next 10, 15, 20 years. You know, who knows how long. Wow. What states do you invest in? It sounds like everything you've talked about so far is California, which is where we are. But do you do out-of-state as well? We do, absolutely. We, we're in about 25 states. Wow. So we have notes in Florida, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Ohio, Indiana, just all over the place. Um, there's some states that are better than others. Um, I'm not too crazy about investing in New York and New Jersey because it takes so long to foreclose there. I have one foreclosure that's going on three years right now in New wow. Jersey. It's just kind of a pain in the butt, you know. But we still, we just have to factor that in. We'll still buy notes in New York and New Jersey. We just have to factor in that expensive cost of foreclosure and the long timeline for the foreclosure process. Mm, okay. How would you compare note investing to house flipping? Obviously, you've chosen the route of note investing, but what are kind of the pros and cons of each? <clears throat> well, the note investing for me is a, an investment. It's I can, my long-term goal is to have a portfolio of notes that we get performing. We buy non-performing notes, get them performing, and I'm hoping that we can hang on to three or four or 500 notes and just live off the cash flow on that. Mm. Instead of having to go to the trustee sale and buy a house or be searching through the MLS and, you know, flipping houses, uh, the note investing that I'm doing is, is kind of like having long-term rentals. Someone like Mike Cantu that's got 20 or 30 houses or 40 houses and just lives off of the cash flow of those houses. That's what we're planning to do with the notes. So we're kind of a buy and hold note company. You know, there's a lot of note investors out there that just broker everything off. They just flip their notes and make a fee off of it. And uh, we like holding the notes. We do f broker some off. I did a deal a, a couple of months ago where I bought a half million dollar package of notes, turned around and flipped it to somebody for 575. So we just, within a five day period, we made a, a $75,000 fee. Nice. So you are effectively a wholesaler like we use in the flipping world. Exactly. There's a lot of that that goes on. Okay. But your intent then every time you buy notes is to hold them and get them performing and create streams of cash flow. Is that correct? That's right. Okay. Um, but a lot of times we end up, the, the borrower doesn't cooperate with that. You know, we mm -hmm. never know how it's going to turn out. Sometimes we'll get people paying and sometimes they won't pay. So we end up having to foreclose on the property. You know, we just did one in Phoenix a while back where we ended up foreclosing on the house. We spent about 
twenty-five or thirty thousand dollars in the rehab. Um, the house sold for around six hundred thousand. It was a big house. It was a four thousand square foot house, and it was really upgraded. It had travertine everywhere and swimming pool and nice landscaping. Um, but they couldn't afford it. They didn't. They, you know, they, they made some mistakes, and we ended up uh, taking that house back through foreclosure, rehabbing it, and selling it. And uh, so I, I flew out there one time. I went and met with the real estate agent. I met with the homeowners, did the cash for keys. We gave them like $3,000 to turn the house over to us in good condition. Met with the realtor the same day in the afternoon. Uh, talked about how we're going to rehab it. She had some contractors lined up. And so I never went back. I uh, we ended up closing escrow, selling the house. And uh, I saw it one time. Nice. I love that. I just flipped a house this last summer where I never saw the house, only in photos. <laughs> and I think those are like the best ones because sometimes I get too involved in it too. I, I don't know. Sometimes it's caught up in it. Yeah. Someone else and you, you can't, um, can't get too involved. You can't slow it down or get, make it too crazy. Right. Well, can you tell us like what some of like the pitfalls and problems that someone could experience in note investing, like what they should watch out for if they want to go down this path? Sure. Well, we've had some losers. I mean, I've talked to you about some winners that we've had, but you know, I bought a note in Dayton, Ohio, like three years ago, and I only paid like $12,000 for the note. But the guy never cooperated. He never, he paid me a little bit of money here and there, just a couple hundred bucks here and there. Finally, I said, you know, this is enough. You know, I'm, I'm going to foreclose on you. And we did. And then we evicted him. And then when I got possession of the property, it was in the, it needed plumbing. It needed electrical. The foundation was bad. It was a house built in the 1920s. Um, and it was in a kind of a bad neighborhood of Dayton, Ohio. So I ended up selling it to a cash buyer for $10,000. And I, I had probably 30000 invested in it. But it was a, a choice, you know, do I want to spend another 10 or 15 on rehab? And then I have a house in a bad neighborhood that was worth maybe $50,000 on a good day. And I would have, you know, 40 invested in it. Or do I want to just sell it as is? And, uh, you know, we could have held it as a rental. But again, it was in kind of a not the best neighborhood. So just be real careful with condition. When, when I'm buying first mortgages, which I still do, um, I always have someone go out and look at the property, even if it's in Indianapolis or Clearwater, Florida or anywhere. I find a realtor or somebody on Craigslist, like a handyman type person, mm. have them go out and look at the property, see what kind of condition it's in. Because sometimes they're abandoned. Someone's gone in there and ripped out all the copper plumbing and copper electrical wiring. Uh, and it's it needs a lot of work. Um, so be careful with uh, um, condition of property, value of property. Uh, and then bankruptcy also is a big component of note investing, especially with second mortgages. There's a, what's called a lien strip. So if someone is has negative equity, if they're upside down on their property, they can go out and file Chapter 13 bankruptcy. And their attorney will file what's called a motion to avoid lien. And so basically, it, it strips the second mortgage off the property. It becomes an unsecured loan. Oh. And if, if people are not savvy about that, they'll, they'll overlook that step and buy a second mortgage that's basically pretty much worthless. Mm. So, um, like I mentioned, you know, value of property, status of the first mortgage, 
um, status uh, balance on the first mortgage, and then what's the bankruptcy status? And um, so that's, that's, I think, some of the things to watch out for. Okay, how would someone go about getting educated on how to do a good job of investing in notes? You know, that's a little tricky. There's some people out there um, that offer pretty good training. Uh, there's a, a guy named Mike Rasika in New Jersey that he, he takes on people and mentors them and does some good training. Uh, his website, I think it's called noteconference.com. Um, I could get more information for you if necessary. Uh, Scott Carson is very popular. He's got a, a We Close Notes, I think it's his website, and he does some training also. But there's some other people out there that charge like $50,000 for a note mentoring program. And honestly, I don't think it's worth it. You know, I, I think it's... Uh, you know, not a good investment. Uh, so there is a there's a lack of really good note training in, in the in the business. There, you can get on the internet, look at some stuff, but I would say be wary of those people that are charging you know twenty five fifty thousand uh, dollars for for note training. Uh, I appreciate that. Oh, no, I'm sorry. The person I learned from is no longer offering that training course. Mm. Yeah. Quit, quit offering that years ago. Um, and, and you're not offering education yet? Not really. Not really. I, I don't want my phone ringing off the hook. Right. You know, I like dealing with uh, my investors and the people that, the, the note holders, the borrowers that I'm negotiating with. But I, I try to more or less limit the number of phone calls I get. <laughs> right. No, that's understandable. You've got to focus on what's the highest and best use of your time. Where are you going to create the most value and the most personal happiness and satisfaction, right? Exactly. Sure. Yeah. Just like we're always looking for the highest and best use of real estate, you've got to do it with your own time, right? Exactly. Yes. Well, we're coming here to the end of our time, but and you've already given us some good advice on where to look if they want to get educated on investing in notes, but any other advice for people that are starting out in this? Well, you know, on the education, stand, let me back up to that for a second. We do have our workshop. It's called Note Pros Workshop. It's on a meetup group. So meetup.com slash note pros, all one word. Okay. We offer a monthly meeting. It's like $15. You come into our, our office here in Garden Grove, and we do it 630 at night. Um, I spoke last night at the Long Beach Fibby meeting. I'm speaking again in San Diego at a coming up on September 20th at the North San Diego Real Estate Group. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm the, the featured speaker down there, and it, it, there'll be some education offered there. Um, but I, um, I forgot what you asked me. Oh, advice for beginning note investors. Uh, be careful who you buy from. Uh, there's some note vendors out there, note brokers, that will take your money and that not deliver the files. There's no escrow. You know, typically these note deals are done through people that you have a relationship with and they don't typically don't open an escrow. Um, I guess on the larger deals, like if you're spending, you know, multi-million dollars, um, they have what's called a a Bailey letter and a custodian and it it acts like an escrow. Hmm. Um, You know, you can, you can go on the FCI website you know, the FCI servicing in Anaheim uh, and they have notes for sale and they do a pretty good job of 
keeping track of the documentation and making sure that the money exchanges hands and the notes are provided. Uh, and there's a few websites, Loan MLS, um, whether you can buy notes, but um, it's a uh, it's a little tricky. And it's the note business is much more of a relationship business where you have to kind of know the people you're dealing with and know their track record um, when you're buying those. Well, thank you for that. I didn't know that. We just kind of take for granted when you buy a house, it goes through escrow and everything does change hands properly. But it sounds like it's a little bit more risky in the note world. So it's really important to know who you're doing business with and maybe probably find someone in your area that's doing it and doing it successfully and and learn from them. Right. That's, right. that's probably really helpful. Well, Gerald, thank you so much for your time. Um, how would people, if they, and I assume that you still accept investors, that people that want to come and invest with you, is that right? I do, yes. Okay, so if they want can, to get in touch with you, yeah, how do they get in touch with you? Well, it's, uh, you can find me on Facebook, Gerald Lemoyne. You can go to our website, thelemoynegroup.com. So it's T-H-E, then my last name, L-E-M-O-I-N-E, group, G-R-O-U-P dot com. Um, you can go to Note Pros Workshop, find me there. Uh, but if you Google my name, Gerald Lemoyne, it'll pop up. And uh, you can also reach me at 714-462-8050. Or you can email me at Gerald at the com. Fantastic. We'll have all of those spelled out in our show notes. So if people didn't catch that, they can catch it in our show notes and definitely reach out to you. Great. Well, thank you again for your time. This has been really enlightening and um, really exciting about how much money you can make in this other aspect of real estate investing. Congratulations on all your success and thank you again for your time. Well, thanks, Holly, and it's great having you as a friend. You know, I've known you for years. Remember, we used to meet at the Norris Group. And oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that was like 10 years ago, you know? Yeah, so it's been it's fun. Been, it's been, uh, you know, a good road together. So yeah, definitely. They had a Scott. Okay, thank you. <laughs> if you found value in today's episode, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review our show. You can find our show notes at our website, houseflipmasters.com on the podcast page. Also, to get our top tips for finding deals without spending lots of money, go to houseflipmasters.com for your free download today.